Hello there. Okay, as I get ready to put this episode out, I think you're going to be hearing it on December 29th, which means we are just a couple days left in the year 2023. And I'm going to have an episode right behind this that's going to be wrapping up the year and heading into the new one. But in the meantime, I just want to remind you that it's just a date on the calendar. Before we get, you know, into like wrap ups and forwards and what are we going to do and what are we going to change and, you know, word of the year and all this stuff, uh, which I have mine, by the way, I just want to remind you that it's, it's ongoing, right? And there's always opportunity to shift and to change and to look back and to look forward and all the things. And it just happens to be the end of the year. And I think a lot of us could use that reminder that we don't have to, um, you know, it's just like starting a workout on a Monday. You guys hear me say it all the time. Like it's just a day on the calendar. Your body doesn't know the difference. And, and it's the same thing with your growth and your mindset. It's, um, it's a day on the calendar, but you yourself could make a shift in April. You could make a shift in October and, no, you didn't miss anything this year if you're feeling like that. So I would say, uh, my mom always says, look where you're going or look where you're going, not where you've been. Yeah. She always says that. Look where you're going, not where you, where you've been. And typically that was in relation to like us with shopping carts in the grocery store, but <laughs> I think it applies here that, uh, it's kind of one of those times of years where it can be a little melancholy if we didn't do all the things that we set out to do. And I'm speaking from experience. You guys heard my pivot episode, hopefully, and you know, I've really gone through a season of figuring some things out and it feels really good. And I just want to encourage you that you don't have to have it all figured out today on December 29th. You uh, can figure it out anytime. Okay. All right. The next thing I wanted to say is I am over the moon excited about this episode. And the beginning of the episode, we'll kind of talk about uh, Mara and who she is. But I do want to say this. I tease about it in the episode that I feel like I got like an hour of free coaching. She is just a wealth of information. So she's such a good listener and she really does uniquely advise um, according to what you've got going on and what what your dreams are and she helps really draw those things out. So I hope you listen to this episode and take some of her tips and uh, some of her insights into how to dig into your own dreams. And I also want to take this opportunity to plug something that is coming up in the Business Ladies of Society community. Uh, You don't have to be a member to join this and that's why I want to bring it up here is uh, Mara is actually one of the five leaders that we have of what we're calling pod classes. And these are uh, five-month courses that you will meet once a month with a group. There are different subjects, topics for each one. And uh, I, I'm getting a chance actually to interview each of the pod class instructors. And I've also been a part of that team. And it's just been really fun to hear their hearts and their energy for serving for serving the community, for serving you guys. So I wanted to let you know, as you listen to Mara, she's going to be one of those instructors and hers is going to be all about leveling up business. We have someone financial, uh, you know, um, financial health. (laughs) Uh, We have on business building, we have on um, social media, we've got some really good pod classes going on. So I would say uh, if you want any more information about that or you're interested, it is a screaming deal to get in on a class or even get on the whole series of classes. 
and uh, just send me a message and I'd be glad to hook you up with the information to get registered or at least attend the kickoff, which um, will give you lots of good information there too. All right. So with that, I give you Mara Williams. Hello and welcome to Spinning Plates Podcast. I am your host, Selena Johnson, and I am so glad you're here. God has a perfect plan for you, a design specific that is only for you, and I assure you that it does not include living tired and discontent. I know it's for you to live fully into who you're meant to be. So let's spin the plates together with joy and purpose. Thanks for hanging out with me. Hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, you guys. So a couple weeks back, I shared an episode with Jessica Chavez with our Bloss founder. And we, in the middle of the episode, go back and listen to it. We were talking about this amazing woman who is offering so much to our Bloss community, but really to the world in the area of um, leading and helping entrepreneurs. And we're going to talk all about it. And I had to have her on our podcast because this is this is like what we talk about here. So um, I'd love everyone to uh, meet Mara Williams, the founder of Success Street Coaching, correct? Correct. Thank you for having yes. me. This. My ears were burning and it felt yeah. so good. So thank you. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself, where you're at in life, and then we'll get into all the good stuff. Okay, cool. Well, I am a person, a human that is in sort of midlife. I'm right in almost to the middle of my fifties. And so I've raised two kids, my boys, I have two boys they are in their twenties and I am going to be a grandma. I know. Yeah. And my um, son and daughter-in-law are going to have a baby in February. So um, I don't know if I've ever clapped on the podcast before. So I'm <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> it's really, really thrilling. I had tremendous grandparents in my life. It's a big part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm just emotionally oh. joyful about the opportunity to welcome that part of my, the next phase of my mm, life. So, I can see it on your face yeah, too. Yeah. You see the emotion like roll through. So that's, oh. that's where I am. I'm in a really lucky spot. I've worked very hard over the last, you know, 30 years raising kids. I was a primary parent and I was the helper. I, my husband had, we've had multiple businesses. My husband was the primary bread and butter earner, but I was always there behind the scenes doing all the marketing and advertising, all stuff, raising the kids, making sure they, you know, got to high school and then took the right classes and got to call, you know, all the things. And so I'm in this place now. It's like, I can do what I want. And I have time as my own. And I know that's very different from a lot of women. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But with that comes great responsibility to do what I want to do. So what I have chosen to do is be a coach. I am a business coach, success rate coaching. And I've also found a passion project within that related to entrepreneurship for kids and financial literacy. So we can talk about that, but got a couple books and uh, programs that I do. So that's what I'm doing in the world. Yeah. I, there's like so many things I want to talk about with you. <laughs> I was telling you earlier, I'm like, we're going to, we'll see where we land. Right. But I, you know, the one thing I wanted to just acknowledge is that how exciting that you have, you're at, you're in that place where you're giving some of us that hope, right. That marker of like, you really are going to get to the other side of all of this craziness. You know, the, this podcast is podcast is called spinning plates podcast for a reason like that's I am so good at that let me 
I'm phenomenal at that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and I, you know, I just love that we're having you come on because I think that that's why, um, I have found you to be, um, such a beautiful influence in regards to coaching, because you can kind of cast this vision on like, this is really where you're headed and helping those map out where they're headed. So let's talk about that process because I know you've come alongside other women that I love and adore and that they're just like raving about all this beautiful stuff that you help them with. So how do you um, come alongside women and help them, you know, start their business or keep their business going or whatever that looks like for them? That's a great question. The two superpowers that I employ in my life are being a really good listener Mm-hmm. and being a strategic thinker and I sort of mesh those together because I really listen not just what to what you're saying mm-hmm. to what you're not saying to what your heart's saying to what your body's saying to what your emotions are saying so I'm really listening and finding ways to reflect that back to you so you can hear yourself because mm-hmm. it's not about me giving advice or pointing in any direction I'm really I always use the analogy of you, you, my client, a client being in the driver's seat, looking forward through that, the window, maybe we check the rear view mirror here and there, but I'm sitting over in the passenger seat, like, yeah, I've got the GPS here. Mm -hmm. I got you, no problem. And then women are so busy and so spinning plates Mm -hmm. that what I can do is bring a level of which plate shall we focus on today? Mm -hmm you know, if we stack the plates over here, if we create this strategy, what would that look like? And so those are really two elements that I bring forth. Yeah. I think that you did an exercise with us at a a BLOSS event this year, and it was so powerful because um, I remember coming away from that thinking, yeah, we really don't spend enough time thinking about our heart goals, like really what the, and, and, and understanding that we can intertwine that in our business goals, right? So talk to me a little bit about how you, I mean, maybe even just walk briefly through that process of, you know, kind of helping women get to that point where they're, they're emotionally attached to the journey. Because I think sometimes we're like, oh, this business sounds great over here, but my heart is over here. And we don't acknowledge what our heart's really saying. So I'd love the, to hear more on that. Sure. What I would talk about then is what I call touchstones. And these mm-hmm. are the emotional core of a goal or a dream. And I, I really challenge women to dream big, mm-hmm. to tell us what they really want. I do a lot of group facilitation, which is my favorite. It's juicy and yummy. So Just fun. Dream. Yes, it's so fun. And pe- when people are willing to be, as Brene Brown would say, courageous and vulnerable, mm-hmm. then we can get to the heart of it very quickly. And I have a couple of ways I do that. One is I have you think about what would be the life that you, a couple of lives that you'd like to lead, you know, the poet sitting on the street in Paris, writing your novel. It doesn't have to be a real job or role. You've got to go get in Snohomish County or something like yeah. what would be an author or an astronaut, you know, horseback rider in Montana. And what is important about that? So we move you out of your, you know, your left brain analytical over into that heart brain Mm-hmm. And we talk about what's the core. And then we go back and plug that into your actual goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another place that I land for a lot of people is when they're trying to figure out if it's a work-related thing, what's the demand for it? Because we do get caught up in this idea that we can do what we want. We can be what we want. We do what we love. 
but then we get frustrated when there's not a demand for that. So it is an important part in any kind of career development that we do want to get paid. Mm -hmm. Again, if it's a business, if it's a hobby, and if it's a volunteer, that's one thing, but to really be strategic about what we're doing. So those are a couple of the markers that I put in there. Oh, I love that. I know one of the things you did in that process with us, I was just remembering was you had us write it down in a book and then we passed the book. It was so vulnerable, but passed the book around and then people would give advice on how we might be able to get there. And I think that opened me up to the thought that that really there's so many people around us who could maybe see things differently than we're seeing it and how, how I guess integral that part is because we're so like sometimes laser focused on, you know, what we think it should look like. And so how have you, how have you found that to be part of the process is helping somebody not just see the idea of it being different, but really latching onto it and owning that when they, when you are headed that direction. Make sense. My question. Yeah. In that particular exercise. And, and I do that one a lot. It's interesting because people get so tunnel vision. And so that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So when you can express your idea and you, again, are willing to be vulnerable and pass it along to someone else, they write a little, I call it overcoming obstacles in that particular scenario. And so if someone can help you unlock an idea, then all of a sudden we kind of turn our head to the left and go, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. And when we do it in the coaching setting, I also tell people they can't respond. You can't say, oh, no, I've already tried that. Oh, no. Like you can't reject it initially. And then a really fun exercise, my favorite to challenge myself and the group is when it's sometimes you can give, okay, yeah, that was a good idea. Oh, I have an aha moment. Well, someone gave me an idea that I don't, I can't do. I don't get it. I don't like it. I'm like, oh, now, now <laughs> play. Yeah. Now, all right. You think you can't do it. So now let's workshop mm-hmm. that. And sometimes that's where the biggest open cracks, you know, starts to unfold because now we're really going after that creative brainstorm. And that's the benefit of those peer coaching. Oh, I love that so much. I mean, I guess you could do it with just a a group of a safe group that you trust too. You could send an email out and say, I'm, you know, and know for yourself, I'm not going to receive, you know, I'm not going to respond back, but this is my problem. And how could you, you know, solve it? I think it's just such a cool idea to, to go outside of yourself. Right. Which is why we need coaches, of course. So, okay. So you help women dream big. And I know I've been on a journey the last several years. And I know if I look back at like when I started to maybe kind of dream big, right. I used to continue to try on other people's I'm just doing this for some free coaching, Mara. I'm just joking. Yeah, so. Lay it on me. I got you. <laughs> That's what this podcast is for. No, but like, I remember, uh, I remember going and and dreaming, like saying this was my dream. And it was really when I, I remember having this like kind of crisis moment in my journey. And I, and I realized I was trying on other people's dreams. Like, well, that seems to be what people are going for, or that seems to be the thing. And, and I had to really wiggle through that stage. How can you help somebody understand if it really is their dream, if it's something that they have in their heart, or if it just looks good on paper, you know what I mean? Or on the Instagram. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, A great exercise for that is to write a list of 20 plus things that you love. Okay. I find that most people get stuck about 10 or 12. Mm -hmm. 
getting clear and this is what happens as we get older when we're young we like what other people like mm-hmm. you know peer pressure and just mm-hmm. being a you know, preteen teenager mm-hmm. but that is part of the journey is to get really clear of what we like and it can be something as simple as a color or scent but the more that we figure out something that we like then we can move towards it Mm-hmm. And if we don't know, then we need to start experimenting. We need to go out and try it. Like, do you, and, and so then we might look to a role model. Mm-hmm. A role model is a great way to say, you know, hey, I like what this person is doing. Mm-hmm. And then what is it about it? What, again, what is that emotional core? Is it, it say it's someone well-known? Is it because they're famous? Am I looking for a platform? Is it because I want to have my voice heard? Or is it because we see how they're helping people? Like, what is it about it? Mm-hmm. And so we've been writing that down. Also writing down your best environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can write down what an ideal day would look like for yourself. Mm-hmm. Those are other ways to get in touch with yourself. And it's it's evolving. It, yes. It grows and yes. expands and um, but the more you do it, the more you'll find yourself kind of coming back to some, some basics. I think. Yeah. I think, and we kind of talked before we hit record here too, is that I had, um, really, it had been a, a bit of this wiggling process and I'm sure there's others that go through this. And I mean, I think it's important for people to hear, right. It could take years of you trying on things and figuring it out. And then you kind of get to this really sweet spot. If you're, if you keep at it where you do start to get to know yourself. And what we were talking about before we hit record was that I, I've had to learn that it, not that I don't challenge myself, but to, to, to stay in that niche in that lane, because it is the thing that fuels me at the same time. Right. And I'm sure that's what another part of it is what like gives people energy as they're doing these things, like what zaps your energy and what actually brings you to life. Right. That's probably a big piece of it too, as as dreams go and all that mm-hmm. yeah what we're good at typically gives us energy mm-hmm. and so if we can lean into that I remember going being in college and trying to take classes so I could learn things mm-hmm. and it was kind of that mindset I thought thought you were supposed to do that like try things that were hard mm-hmm. until I figured out later in mm-hmm. life like oh if I would have focused on reading and writing and things that I loved mm-hmm. I could have gone faster into maybe a different genre or something mm-hmm. but being comfortable following what we love when I when my kids were kind of getting ready to transition and I was transitioning as a mother I thought what is it that I really like and I was took the year and I kind of studied happiness Mm. what makes me happy what does that mean happiness and I read the blue zones book and what happiness is and I decided I had done a lot of speaking in my life I had done it in high school I had a, a sales job where I was speaking a lot about nutrition and I joined Toastmasters. Mm -hmm. It it, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a job. It wasn't a role volunteer. And I have found some of my dearest friends there. We align with practicing and challenge personal growth. So just again, finding things that we love. Now I've been able to transition that and use that as a platform for my coaching and books and things like that. But that wasn't my, what I was going for. I was just following something I loved. Yeah. I love that so much. I think that it's kind of putting that one step in front of the other. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, this is now, this is, I, this feels good. This feels right. I mean, I remember when I 
push record on the podcast in the middle of the pandemic. And I was like, oh, it was that moment of like, oh, this is what I was made to do. Like I get to talk with people and like, this is amazing. You know, yeah, all yeah. those times in grade school when they said she talks too much in class. <laughs> I got it's it. That's your thing. I got it. I got it. it <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk about imposter syndrome. Cause I know that you work with entrepreneurs. I think as you're trying these things on, it's inevitable. You start to feel a little like, Ooh, like, right? Like, am I, am I here by accident? Is this, am I even been, do I have credibility? Am I being taken serious? Do, how do I feel about myself in this scenario? So how, how do you help people through imposter syndrome? Because it is real. It is something a lot of people struggle with. It is real. One of the places I start is with the idea of what entrepreneurship really is. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship is taking risks. It's building a business. And when you decide you're going to be a doctor or a nurse or a lawyer, you have a pathway, you go to school, Mm -hmm. someone teaches you and tells you what that means, what you need to study. When you become an entrepreneur, you might have a skill at, uh, you know, dog grooming or, you know, painting a house, you might know how to do something, but that doesn't mean you know how to do the books and the marketing and the business functions and all the things that need to happen, but you can still have your business and grow. Yeah. But then as you look around, you think, oh, that business over there, they know what they're doing. There's this myth that everybody thinks everybody else knows what they're doing. Let's just, let's just bust that myth right now. Bust that myth right now. Because I'm talking to those businesses all the time and they are all looking for ways to get better, to overcome something. And even when it's a business that's been around for a long time, then the economy comes by and smacks you across the face. And then you're like, what are we going to do here? You run a perpetual sale. Oh, that was my old life. And so, you know, you, so that, that's a first step is just acknowledging that the normal piece of um, that everybody thinks everybody else has it all together. Mm -hmm. The other piece about it is taking the step into the place of courage and being vulnerable with who you are and what you're doing and knowing that you're there to serve others is not about you. Yeah. What about me is 100% about the other person. So when we show up to serve and we show up in places that are scary, like that's the personal growth place for us. Mm-hmm. And it's a place where people can get what they need from us. And I've done things that have been scary and realized, oh yeah, that's probably not my ideal client because maybe it pushed me a little too far, but I learned where my boundary, just like the dads wrestling with the kids, you know, that's where the kids learn the boundary. Like, okay, it's time to stop. We learn where that boundary is, but we will just never have success if we don't push ourselves. Oh, I love that. You know, I think when I was hearing you talk, I'm thinking, uh, it, it really does have so much to do with our own ego, right? Like we're, mm. you know, a lot of it isn't really, my mom always says people aren't thinking about you as much as you think they're mm-hmm. thinking about you. you know? not there, Right. They're all worrying the about their own. No one notices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that reminder. Okay. So you are, so I have a 10 year old and 12 year old boys. We're boy moms. And I, well, I'm just going to ask you, we'll just, we can do this offline, but I'm going to ask you all the advice on raising two men because it's, um, I'm in the thick of it and it's magical and wonderful. And I, 
I want to be in it, right? Like that's, I'm just, anyways, we can talk about that later, but it's the best. Raising boys is the best. Raising boys is the best and the best. soak up every minute because I'm on the other side and I miss yeah. my so much. So yeah, soak it up. Yeah. Oh gosh. They're just like that. I have a seventh grader now and he's just like, the conversations are so rich and meaty and and I'm grateful he's not one to really clam up. He, he'll he talk my ear off. You know, he might've gotten it from his mom and his dad, but um, yeah, I'm just like, Ooh, like I remember when they turned four and all of a sudden you had these new conversations you didn't have before. Right. And I'm just feeling like we're in that, but let's talk about what you're helping kids with, because I love this, that you're helping them with, with finances and entrepreneurship themselves. So talk to me about that. What are you doing with kids? So financial literacy, entrepreneurship, what happened for me is going through one of my own programs as I was starting to lead some of these coaching programs, I thought I'm going to do what I'm asking my clients to do. I'm going to ask them to do something big. And for me, I decided I was going to write a book Mm. and I wrote a book about, I chose three things I liked because I was getting clear about what I liked in the world. So Mm -hmm. I chose business, which I love. Mm-hmm. brownies my favorite dessert I always tell <laughs> kids if we're running summer camp and make everybody tell me favorite desserts yep. and I love youth fiction my mom and I've gone back and read a lot of classics and I just like that genre so I wrote this book called Cat Casey turns brownies into a business Aww. it's about an 11 year old girl who starts her own brownie business gets an order for 500 brownies and she has a couple problems and things that she learns along the way one of which was something my husband and I faced in an actual real business around cost of goods. And so it was just me being real about me, but in this genre, I wrote it, I put it away. And then Kat had a couple of friends. So I wrote a couple other versions and again, put it away. And then someone, I kind of had this idea and this was the imposter syndrome rearing its head. Like how could I possibly think of myself as an author or writer? You know, I, I had no experience, none of that, but someone told me how hard it was, which made me to publish. And so of course that made me go like, yeah, that can't be true because mm-hmm. other, I can't be that dumb or that, you know, right. inept. so right. it was a kind of a challenge gauntlet, you know, down like, okay, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? So anyway, I wrote the book and put it, published, self-published it started putting it out there. And what I found is that it found its place with kids and got it into the boys and girls club programs and with girl scouts and farmers market. And it's basically kids learning about entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And the more that I researched after, even though I had already written the books and it has an element of budgeting and so forth in it, because we were a family that were in business, we talked to our kids about money at an early age. Mm-hmm. By the time your kids are 18, they're making huge decisions mm-hmm. about spending money on you know, college or training. They're getting um, credit cards. I mean, my kids are in their 20s. They have 401ks and life insurance and they have their own apartments and cars. I mean, there's an acceleration of finances, right? Yes. So if we don't talk about it, when they're in grade school or middle school, we're really missing the boat. So this is what I've learned. And I decided to go back. I got myself a little financial literacy certification so I could be a little more knowledgeable about things. Again, wanted to rise past that imposter syndrome. So I I knew what I was talking about. I'm hearing you, Mara. I'm hearing hearing you. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Over and over again, because it still raises up with all of us. Who am I to talk about this? But I've become so convicted in this idea that we have to talk to kids about money 
by the time they're 16 and they get that first job and the direct deposit comes and they no longer touch cash, it, we just have to use it. So the books are there as a tool just to open the conversation, just the awareness that it's even a thing in the world for parents yeah. and kids. And then I'm just working on programs and other things to get it in the hands of more people. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm going to get the books because yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, like I'm, we're there. Like that's where we're at with 12 year old, yeah. you know, and 10 year old and, and uh, my 12 year old, especially, you know, he's making comments to me like, you know, in four years I'm going to drive and stuff like that. So I'm like, well, we better <laughs> start talking about yeah. how you're going to drive, where you're going to drive to, right? All the things. Where are you going to start, um, where that money's going to come from for the insurance and the, yeah, and all, all of the things it. that they need. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. it's something that I think it's uh, safe to say without um, saying anything about my family that we did not talk about money. I mean, that was, that was a big no, no, really. Like it wasn't something we discussed. And that's what happened for me. Yeah. yeah. My, my family didn't talk about money. My husband's family talks way too much about money because oh they the work together. <laughs> and that was a big, big challenge for us. Like, yeah. why are you being so, and so there's yeah. safe ways to talk about money and that's yes. what doesn't have to, doesn't have to go down to the personal level, but mm-hmm. it does. Uh, and I will tell you this, I have conversations about money with my kids. I've had mm-hmm. it forever. When we sold our house, when they were in their 18 to 20 age, I invited them to sit with us with the real estate agent. How often are they going to buy and sell a house in their life? Like I include them. Mm -hmm. They know how much money I currently have in the bank. Mm -hmm. They help me with my investments because I know that on the flip side of it, they're going to be the ones that are helping me at the end. So it's a lifelong conversation and it has to come from a safe, secure place that everybody's on the same page. Yeah, I think that that's um. There's just so much, uh, so much power in in giving them those tools because I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we we could go and talk about how when we were 18 and you know if our families didn't talk about money, I I figured it out <laughs> question mark you know and then you know then had a household and and I've been paying the bills in our house for 25 years so it's like it's a funny um process to where like yeah you don't really it's not really a training you go through you just kind of like figure out. How and if everybody has to go through the school of hard knocks to figure it out, right? Yeah. Like, where do you talk about it? So that's why if we can talk about it earlier, create a language around money as a family. Yeah. And when, when the hard questions come up, like, oh, we are, I could talk to my parents about that, right? Right, right. Open and it's door. funny because my mom now as, um, as you know, she's aging and well, I mean, she's just, she's retired and she's starting to go through all that. It's been kind of cool because we will, uh, we'll go ahead and now have those conversations about funds that, um, I mean, it makes me feel, yeah, part of her journey and her process. And, and also it was just, uh, yeah, it was just always kind of that scarcity mentality that we had versus the abundance mentality. And so it's been interesting as, as I am now, I have children that I'm, you know, my husband and I are talking to them. He he's the same. He he'll just talk about money, which, so that's probably been good for us as a family, but it's, it's interesting. I have had to kind of face some of my own limiting beliefs in regards to money and, and then, and think about how, what I really want to pass on to my kids. Right. Mm-hmm. It's such a process. A lot of the times uh, parents don't like to talk or they don't, it's not, they don't like to talk to their kids about money. They don't, Quite know where to start and what to say right they, they haven't come from a place of confidence around money right, it wasn't right. modeled for them so where yeah. do we start and that's what I'm trying to do is just build that bridge like hey let's talk about 
what yeah. would it take to start a lemonade stand, a brownie business, a dog yes. business? My goal with the little books of big business ultimately is to have, have the kind of the kid version. I'd love to have a team. I'm working on a teen version mm. of fi financial literacy stuff. And then I want to have one for senior women because I have seen so many family friends where the husband passes and they have no financial knowledge because that generationally is what happened mm -hmm. and and then some in between so for me it's a big arc it's a whole I love that group so much of things. so yeah so how do people so what kind of services do you provide how do people connect with you and what are some uh you know tools that you offer your clients well, for coaching, simply you can go to successstreetcoaching.com and right on the top there, there's a button. You can set up a 30 minute free consultation with me. I, people have, I have to make sure we're a good fit. You have to make sure we're a good fit. So I just like to learn about people, what they're doing. So that's the first step. I love that. I do a lot of group coaching so I can share with people. And, and usually it's on my website. They can find out what it is. They can go to my Facebook and Instagram and then if they want to follow the journey of the little books of big business, uh, that's again, they can go to that website. Okay. Uh, I have a YouTube channel now, which is getting some traction, which is Ooh, fun. fun. And yeah. I got the first book I'm releasing. Uh, I did a read aloud uh, series for, for the boys and girls club. So I'm releasing the first book, all the read aloud chapters. So that's on there. Love that. We'll October. put it all in the show notes. I yeah. Love yeah. So, much. so they can follow me. So yeah, I'm pretty active on the social channels and so they mm -hmm. can find me and um, I just like to hear what people are up to so they can message me through any of those. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, where'd they message me from? Was it the Instagram? Was yeah. it, the, you know, I'm like yeah. looking for people's stuff, but they can just yeah. email me too. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I, and I just want to say too, I know that um, you, so I had a speaking engagement for Bloss and you and I got to talk a little bit beforehand and, and you were so, you are a great listener. Like you really, like, even in that moment kind of guided me before I spoke and it was just really, yeah, I don't know if you even remember it, but I just remember thinking, I think I needed that in this moment. Oh, it oh my good. That's good feedback. I, you know, I really, I, I'm trying to live and be the best person for myself and for others that I can be and sh mm -hmm. show up and be present and be in that space. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that I was in that space. Yeah. That. It was just like perfect timing. And then I, I went into it with, with just real calm nerves. So I appreciate it. Was a great that. presentation. I really enjoyed oh, it. Oh, thank you. It was Absolutely. so much fun. So much yeah. fun. Okay. I have some fun questions for you to okay. wrap us up. All right. What brings you joy? Oh, wait, that's not my first question. I got to do this in the right order. What are you feeding your mind with right now? Oh my goodness. I have been, I read a lot of different things. I've been really enjoying some white papers related to entrepreneurship, which is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. And a fun thing happened when I write, writing for me happens when I'm reading. So the more mm -hmm. I'm reading, the more I'm writing. Mm -hmm. And I've been reading just a older book series by a woman named Susan Wittig Albert. And she is the China Bales mysteries. It's like cozy little mysteries, oh, but her fun. main character owns a little herb shop. So it's, she's a businesswoman, right? So that I'm in right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm on her newsletter. She friended me or she followed me on Instagram this week. I'm like, and she's an older, she, she used to write, uh, Nan, be a ghostwriter for like Nancy Drew and some oh, stuff. So I'm like gosh. totally in love. Like when you talk about role models, like yes. kind of reading my role model books, um, yeah. And then I read business books and other stuff too. So I'm always, I kind of go back and forth between pleasure reading and then 
reading oh. the books and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love your fangirling. You've got like this. this I yeah, am. I know I that. I'm an 83-year-old beautiful author. I'm just like, oh, if I could be like her. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so what brings you joy? What brings me joy 100% is my family. Yeah. Humans, uh, my my two, I call them, are so fabulous. And I now have a third with my beautiful daughter-in-law. Anytime yeah. I, they live in different states, so anytime I can go be with them, oh. FaceTime is just sacred on the weekends to be able to listen, talk to them on Sundays. So that's what brings me true joy. Did you did you already tell them you're moving in after the grandbaby comes? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, they would like me to now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can yeah. come as much as you want. I'm like, well, wait a second. How am I do that? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, how the tune changes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your favorite way to recharge? Uh, again, back to books. I'm, I'm a big lay down on my back on the couch in the back porch yeah. and, and read a book. Um, I'm also, a, I used to do ballroom dance teaching for many years. And so I'm a big Zumba girl. I actually still teach a class a week and that recharges me. I call it, it's, it's not just about physical fitness. It's mental fitness. It's my attitude adjustment. Is what oh, I, I, lo- I know it's a mood booster, right? Like yeah, it, it really, is. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the number one, the number one tool for me. As soon as I move that body, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, all's right in the world. I can think again, right? Like there's mm-hmm. something about that mind-body connection for sure. Yeah. Okay, so what is a favorite piece of advice that you've been given or that you give others? A favorite piece that I have been given is by Barbara Sher. I use a lot of her books and tools in my work. And her big thing is isolation is a dream killer. When we're isolated, when we're by ourselves, we need people, we need others to bounce things off of. And it's so true. That's such a good way to put it because I, I know that isolation is also where I believe the lies and I, you know, I mean, that's where you, yeah, you start to get in your head, but I love that phrasing because you don't, you don't want to kill your dreams. Mm -mm. Right. So it's almost motivating. We'll psych ourselves out. Right. Oh, yeah. We are and meant to be pack animals. And I know there are people that are more introverted and they need more time and that's fine. But ultimately we do need each other. Mm-hmm. Well, and also just speaking it out loud, right? Just mm. speaking it out loud to another human is enough to like remind you of what it was that you set out to do and you know what the path is that you want to stay on. And that's a really, really beautiful. When I, when I run my group coaching classes, that's what they always have to state at the beginning. They have to state their goal so they can hear themselves every time say that over and over again. Yeah. Oh, so good. What is a favorite product you can't live without? I thought about this before I came on and I thought, okay, I am going to be very vulnerable here and tell you the truth. <laughs> my favorite product that I can't live without are my new hearing aids. Oh, so, you got two claps today. I, I two claps. I'm going to be a grandma. And I'm like, where, how did I get to this place where I'm a grandma and I have hearing aids? And I, I'm going to be 54 this year old. So I don't consider myself of the age that a person needs hearing oh, aids. You're so but young. I was really struggling. I was going to networking groups. I was mm-hmm. even talking to an individual client in a quiet room. Mm-hmm. And I was having to really strain. And mm-hmm. I found myself getting a little checked out. And now that there's some over the counter ones, they're, um, they're very similar to the ones at Costco, but I got them over the counter. They're called Jabra uh, hearing aids. If anybody else needs them out there. There you go. I love and, it. Um, I got a coupon code. I'll send you. Yeah. yeah we'll put it in the notes, but they, I feel younger than because mm-hmm. I'm so engaged and I feel like I'm not going to miss things. And so it was very emotional to get them. Cause again, I felt like, Oh, I'm going and I got glasses. I got 
but I've been really, really, I wear them every day and I'm just really, it's my favorite product because I feel like I'm really in touch with people. So for what it's oh, worth, that's the truth. I love that you shared that for so many reasons, but I think that there's so many times where we have the tool right there. And this is such a good example that that is available to, I mean, look at the, the day and age that we're living in, right? Like that would not have been an option a hundred years ago for you to just go grab no. hearing aids like that. Ours right. would have been different, but I, I love that you shared that because you had a tool that you could use. And again, our egos are what stop us for from, sure. you know, for asking sure. for I help. My hair, I put my makeup on. <laughs> yeah. I like the young girls and you know uh, in style and all that I work hard but I I had to get over myself oh, I really I did I really did yeah gosh what a good lesson for all of us like I got chills like that's such a good lesson to just like I'm so glad that's what you shared I'm so yeah. glad that's that's just that was that was that's really good <laughs> let that be a lesson to all of us like if you need the thing I actually on a note I have tomorrow I have an eye exam and I, I have reading glasses, but I haven't done them since before the pandemic. I'm getting all these headaches. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? You yeah. have insurance. You can afford to go get, go to the eye place and get your eyes checked. Right. Take care you of know? yourself. 100%. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Oh, Mara, this was perfect. This was exactly what yeah. I was hoping. I'm so glad. Thanks for the free coaching today. I appreciate that. Yeah. Anytime. Make sure you drop in, fill out another 30 minutes. We'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, all the listeners got to have free coaching with you too. So I really appreciate that you gave us your time and I'm so excited for you in this next st stage of life where you get to be Thank a grandma you. and just keep doing what you're doing because everyone I'm talking to that's working with you is really clear on where they're headed. And I think that is a testimony to what the work that you're doing. Well, thank you for that feedback. It is my true pleasure and honor. Snohomish, the city and all of the groups of loss and chamber and all these different groups have just been so embracing of me. And it's a really special place to be in my life. So thank you. Oh, I love it. Thank you for listening. I'm just so grateful that you would take the time to be here with me today. I hope that if there's anything that inspired you or got you excited that you would share it to social media or send me a message with any input or feedback that you have and just really appreciate the support and the encouragement that I get from you guys all the time. I will keep showing up and I hope you keep listening.